Good morning, everyone. Happy Sunday. This is Kimberly Jonelle with You Are the Wealth. Today, we are going to talk about a subject that may be triggering for some people, but I wanted to expand on it. Recently, I would say maybe about three or four days ago, I shared a post on my personal Instagram page, and it was about how having less stuff reduces anxiety. And I noticed or I observed the impact of that particular post reached literally tens of thousands of people. Uh, There was a lot of feedback on that post. And intuitively, I was guided to talk about it a little bit more and provide some context and some storyline behind why I shared the post and why I feel that it had such a huge impact the way it did. We are living in a society where we just have a lot. We accumulate a lot. We hold on to a lot. We have a lot of attachment to tangible things. And personally, through my own journey, I have had to experience some things in order for me to come to a greater understanding of my relationship with the things that I own, the things that I buy, and the things that I decidedly choose to let go of. So just to create a little bit of context on my my life journey and why that particular post was very personal for me. I grew up in Ohio. Um, Both of my parents were uh, very into acquiring things. My father loved clothing. He loved electronics. My mother enjoyed reading TV guide, if you guys are old enough to remember what that is, but she would subscribe to that weekly and they would send TV guides every week. And she loved buying things for me. I was an only child. And um, so I grew up in a very well, well, I would say a childhood in which I had no wants. I had an entire basement in the house designated as just my toy room. And there were a ton of things in that room that accumulated every Christmas, every Easter, every birthday. And in between, my parents were constantly filling up that space. I wouldn't say that it was a substitute for affection or a substitute for where they weren't providing for me emotionally. I think in their mind, providing those tangible things was just part of being a good parent. You know, a lot of the things that I had were things that they did not have or experience as a child for their own different reasons related to their journey and things that have happened to them in their childhood. But for me, they wanted to provide a childhood for me that I had no wants physically, emotionally, uh, in any parameter of that understanding. So I grew up with a lot, a lot more than a lot of other kids. And I didn't really realize the magnitude of that until I started having friends over and they would make comments about how much I had. And to be quite honest with you, it wasn't until I hit maybe 14 or 15 and I would look back at all of those things that were still in my parents' basement. And I said, wow, there are so many things in this space that I have never even used. Here I am as a teenager. My parents still had all of those things in the basement. Dolls, toys, you name it. And a lot of those things I had never actually used. 
And so to broaden the context on just what they had created for me, I looked into their life again as a teenager and I began to observe what they had created for themselves. Here were two people who had held on to a lot of things from 20 and 30 years before I was even born. I grew up in a household where there were things they had from their own childhood. I grew up in a household where they had things from their first marriages. They had both been married before. And it was strikingly interesting to me how they would just pile things on top of each other. Now, I didn't become familiar with the word hoarding until maybe about 10 years ago. And when I learned about hoarding, I immediately thought back to my childhood and I immediately thought back to the things that I saw in my environment. And even when I would sometimes visit the homes of other people that we knew, hoarding was very normalized then. And it wasn't until I started working in the mental health field and getting into a better understanding of the psychology behind hoarding that I began to understand that that is also a physical manifestation of things that are going on underneath the surface. So back to the post on Instagram. So one of the things that I observed in my upbringing with people in my life who held on to a lot of things or continually used things to replace whatever emotional need that was not being met, they suffered with a lot of anxiety. Anxiety is a big issue in our society and it's something that I have a personal experience with because I deal with anxiety, not to the level that I used to when I was in my teens and in my 20s, but it still comes and goes. Primarily now as a mother, I experience more anxiety when it comes to parenting, typical things that parents concern themselves with their children in terms of safety or their own children's you know, emotional or mental stability or long-term well-being. Those are little things that I do still get anxious about. But when I talk about anxiety, when it relates to things, I remember as my mother was aging and I had already moved out of the home, I had already moved out of the state and I would come back and I would begin to really see how the the hoarding and the collective organization of unnecessary stuff because we have a tendency to think that because we're extremely organized and I have a lot of friends and I I know a lot of people and I have type A personalities around me all the time. I'm not a type A person. I don't like to use labels, but I know that a lot of us can identify with what a type A is supposed to mean. Someone who's incredibly organized, has an incredible attention to detail. But most of the time, people can be hoarders and be very organized with their hoarding, where you can go into their home and everything is aligned by color. Everything is completely in a closet, strategically placed, um, totally in perfect order, but it will still be an excessive amount of stuff. And when I say excessive, I know that's a very subjective perspective of things because what's a lot for some person may not be a lot for someone else. But we're living in a society where we have very large homes, which we don't usually use all of the space for or even spend enough time in. And then something I noticed in the city that I live in, storage units, companies such as life storage, public storage, 
they are sprouting up everywhere. And I began to think to myself, growing up, I didn't see storage units the way I do now. It is incredibly mind-boggling to me, the business of building storage units and how so many of them are full. So to counter that, if you ever want to go into a business that right now is very lucrative, create a create a storage unit line, you know, build a storage unit facility. There will be people with stuff. So I cannot imagine all the stuff in my parents' home. If there were storage units like actively being used in the 80s and 90s like they are being used now, when it came time to clean out their house, it would have been a whole new issue for me. Um, but the anxiety issue is a, is a big factor. And what I posted in the Instagram post essentially said that when you have more things to be responsible for in terms of tangible things, you have more anxiety because you have more to keep up with. You have more to organize. You have a greater energetic attachment to those things. And it affects your life. You, you're looking for things. You're concerned about things being taken, missing. You're concerned about things that are damaged. It changes your entire experience in relation to your living, your being, and what you own. I personally come from the mindset that we own nothing. We are here to enjoy things temporarily because we are temporary beings. And then we move on. We're just travelers through this space. But we hold on to so much in this earthly experience. And it is taking a toll on us emotionally, psychologically, and physically. One of the other things that I experienced in my journey to this understanding about anxiety and stuff. In 2005, for those of you that were around or old enough to remember, my family primarily is from Louisiana and Katrina which was a massive hurricane that impacted that area and all of the Gulf Coast in 2005 but particularly New Orleans where a lot of my family lived and still do I watched a lot of people close to me lose everything they lost their homes they lost all of their physical belongings they lost their communities that they had known for all of their lives and I personally lost pretty much everything that I had Um, that storm occurred two weeks prior to my move to a new state I had just graduated from college I had received a job offer in another state and I had placed all of my belongings, furniture, photos, clothing, pretty much everything that I owned in a, ironically, a storage unit that was heavily impacted by the hurricane. Everything in that area where my storage unit was, was completely wiped out. So here I was, fresh college graduate, moving into a apartment in a city that I had never lived in before. And imagine within a matter of two weeks, I had only really pretty much lived off of what I packed in my car, which wasn't very much, started a job and then lose everything. So I knew what it felt like to have to detach from things unexpectedly, almost violently. There are people who have had to go through that at a much deeper and much more horrific level than I have. But for me personally, that was a very interesting experience 
And it taught me a lot about letting things go. And also about ownership, that we really don't own anything. So there I was starting off my journey. New city, new job, new space, nothing. And over the course of those next couple of years, after that experience, I began to observe how quickly I began to accumulate more. Um, I think psychologically, the post-traumatic stress of the hurricane and, and the things that were surrounding that also gave me a sense of urgency that I had to replace everything that I lost, even though there were things that are were irreplaceable because they were photos and they were mementos of the time period from my college years and the experiences that I had with my family in Louisiana. So those were things that were irreplaceable. But for me, the sense of having nothing was frightening. That created a lot of anxiety for me. So over the course of the years, I began to accumulate a lot of things. And it wasn't until probably 2007, it was right around the time when both of my parents passed away, that I had to revisit this anxiety in this reality of having too much stuff. It was when I had to travel back to the state where they both lived after they had both transitioned. And I had to go into my childhood home and clear out over 40 years because a lot of those things in that home were there before I came. And I was probably 27 at the time. 40 years worth of stuff. When I tell you the level of anxiety was through the roof. Um... I began to have to deal with the emotional attachment that I had to all of those things because, again, I grew up in that household using those items, looking at those items every single day. And then I had to really assess how much was there. I mean, there were parts of the house where my parents lived where the things were, particularly the basement, things were piled up to the roof. Mind you, I left home probably about maybe the age of 21 and I moved out of state. And so during that time, I believe the hoarding escalated in the home. And as a result, there were things that they had purchased and they had held on to and they had collected. I mean, literally, there was stuff. My dad had gone out to garage sales and just bought stuff. And my mother had developed a habit of ordering all of these weekly magazines. I mean, there were so many. There were Essence magazines. There were TV guides. There were, I mean, she had all of these magazines and they were all piled up in front of her bed. When I tell you, I said, they had to have been totally unhappy in the last few years of their life with all of that stuff. I mean, there there was no breathing room when I went into that home and had to clear everything out. So Long story short, it took me literally almost three years to clean everything out of the house. Three years. Back and forth driving, six, seven hour drive from where I was living to where they were, where the house was, and clearing out things little by little. I had to donate everything to Goodwill. But the process and the experience was eye-opening to me. And I thought to myself, for For this home, for this experience that I saw with my own parents and with myself, because I contributed to a lot of that as well as a kid. And as a teenager, I began to buy things. And there were a lot of things in there that I left behind when I moved on, which I should have 
you know, taken with me or at least gotten rid of. But for that experience alone, there are hundreds and thousands of people, probably many of you that are listening here uh, on this podcast who are living the same way. We all know someone who lives that way. And we have to start looking at the the root cause of a lot of that fear. It's a lot of fear-based thinking when it comes to buying things that we don't need because either we want to impress people or we want to fill a void that needs to be filled in another emotionally healthy way besides something physical and something tangible. So clearing out the house, losing everything in Katrina, that was the letting go process. And I had to go through that several times. Um, in 2012, my um, daughter's father and I separated and we went through a divorce Once again, I had to look and assess at everything that I had accumulated from 10 years um, of living in the state that I lived in and letting that stuff go because I was moving to another state. And one thing I will tell you, when you move, particularly when you move out of state, those are opportunities. I say whenever you move, if you're moving Anytime you move, it's an opportunity to let things go. It's an opportunity to assess because moving is one of the few times where you can sit down and look at every single thing that you have, unless you're one of those people who just throws things in boxes and garbage bags. But most of the time when I move or when I help other people move, you are sitting down, you're going through what you have, you're touching everything that you have. And in that moment, you can decide on what what priority that has in your life? What is its purpose? Is it necessary? Why do you have it? Does it bring you joy? What is the what is the meaning behind it? The value? That's another thing. We give value to things that may really not deserve value. Okay, think about that. We give value to things that really may not deserve value. So moving is eye opening. I always suggest that when people are moving, that is the time to look at what you have, okay? Fast forward to now, my lifestyle is totally different. I know that there was a documentary on Netflix came out about maybe eight or nine years ago about minimalism. Great documentary. I also heard a lot of feedback from people that they could not really relate to the documentary because it was two men and they were young and they didn't have responsibilities. They didn't have any children, um, so it was difficult for a lot of people to relate, but I was, I was able to relate to their story just because of what it did for them emotionally, psychologically, it re it transformed everything for them. And it started me on the path and also allowed me to put everything into context of what I had gone through, through my childhood, throughout clearing out my childhood home throughout Katrina, losing everything from a hurricane, from a natural disaster, which many people have been affected by and will continue to be affected by because natural disasters are not going to go away. There will be tornadoes, there will be fires, there will be hurricanes, there will be earthquakes, there will be floods, there will be things that will cause us to reevaluate what's important. And when we don't take those opportunities to do that, we miss out on a valuable opportunity to self-heal 
And that has been big in my journey as of late is self-healing. I know there's quite a few people on Instagram and other social media platforms that are beginning to start that conversation about self-healing and reauthoring and rewriting a new story for yourself. And that is so important in this time because we are in a time period where we have to constantly adapt. And I don't think people really understand the magnitude of our need to be able to adapt to change. But we're in a cycle in our development as humans where change is about to be rapid. Disruption is going to be frequent. And we have to be able to adapt Less is going to be more. It always has been, but in particular times that we're living in now, less is more, okay, for mental clarity, for the ability to really manifest the things in your life that, and I'm not saying things in terms of tangible things, but experiences, opportunities, those things will need to require space around you that is free, that is open, so fast forward to now, I live a very minimalist life. And as a as a parent, because of course, the number one question and thought people think of, well, if you have kids, kids do, kids do put that thought in our mind. It is not the children who do it. It is ourselves as parents that we need to give, give, give. My mindset for that has changed because I saw what I had to experience and what other people had to experience growing up and how I had to rewire my thinking about my relationship with things I decided to parent my daughter differently and I said that I would not be the parent that would constantly bombard her with things or constantly say yes to everything that she wanted because again we are marketed on a daily basis no longer television and radio or billboards we're marketed through screens, okay? We have ads that pop up on our phones. We have ads that pop up on a website websites. We are constantly bombarded. Um, we still have the Black Fridays. We still have the liquidation sales. Those are always going to happen. Um, but we have to be more disciplined in our approach for our health. And that is the, the takeaway, I think, that a lot of people are beginning to become more aware of is that something has to change and what primary what the primary change is which is completely in our control is how much stuff that we allow ourselves to have so I live a very minimalist life now I don't shop I buy for my daughter because I always joke with her I said I buy clothes for you more than I do for myself because I'm not growing my body is changing because I am aging, but it's not changing to the point where I have to buy new sizes or new lengths. I said, you're a growing child. You're eight. I will buy for you. I'd rather spend our money on experiences. I'd rather put invest our money into long-term investments that will bring future financial security and financial freedom rather than just accumulate stuff. And I think that we have to start integrating and making the connection between mental health and what we have in our lives and how we perceive those things in terms of value. Because the, the, the amount of people who respond to that post in particular, it was fascinating to me. And I said, this, this, there needs to be more conversation about this. And there needs to be more self-honesty about it. Uh, it's not to shame anyone. Uh, I 
you know, for many years, I used to proclaim myself as a pack rat. And for those who are unfamiliar with that word, they keep everything. You open a drawer. If you go, if you were to go into some of my old apartments, if you looked into a drawer, I would have 20 different things that had no connection to each other in one drawer. That was just my way of being then. Not so much now. It has provided so much more clarity for me to live from a space of less to simplify and I know how cliche it sounds it really does sound cliche because we see those quotes thrown about all of the time but less is truly more and I truly believe that happiness and and peace and clarity and creativity really cannot flow when there's so much just there and I'm glad that that post impacted so many people And I would like to hear back from all of you in terms of how your relationship to anxiety or your relationship with fear and your perception of buying things or holding on to things, you know, how does that affect you? I think earlier I mentioned that, you know, there was a a visit when I would go to my parents' home and there was something that I told my mother, "You, you have to get rid of this. I said, it's ripped up. It's old. It is no longer useful. Why are you still holding on to this? And I took the item and I began to throw it away. Now, yes, I crossed a major boundary and I understand, I understood, I understood that. But her reaction was even far more profound to me. She began to cry. And that is when I realized how deep it is with hoarding and with holding on to things and the emotional attachment that people have to it I truly began to realize the magnitude of it so that is where empathy and compassion has to come in for yourself in speaking of parents aging parents I know that there are a lot of you out there who will be in the caregiver role very soon and this may be something that you run into when it comes to caring for an aging parent or aging grandparents who identify with so much in their home and in their space with their life and their achievements and their accomplishments and their loved ones. Um, Oftentimes they're going to hold on to toys that you had. They're going to hold on to a lot of things that remind them of a time period that is no more. So having understanding having compassion and most of all patience with others and patience with yourself in particular if it is you who is making the attempt to reintegrate this new way of being but for your health and for your happiness and for your peace and for whatever else you have visualized for yourself this is important and I hope that this conversation incites something into you I hope that it gives you more perspective behind why I shared it. And I hope that my story has been able to help someone out there because I think some of the life challenges that I have experienced in regards to going through a natural disaster, moving, everyone has to move at some point. Uh, Divorce, that's something that many people have gone through or will go through. Uh, Loss of parents and having to close out that chapter and revisit so many things that that you had and actually reassessing it from the standpoint of wow so much of it served a purpose but so much of it was purposeless 
those are the questions to ask yourself. And I hope that these thoughts are, are, are reflective for you and um, it provides you with a space to start from in terms of living a happier and more fulfilling life with less. Until next time, thank you all for listening. And remember that you are the wealth, not your stuff, not your bank account, not anything that you own, not anything that you wear. It is you. It is your mind. It is your spirit. It is the intrinsic value that you already have. Know this. Live this. Be well.